Welcome to the Creative Thinking Podcast with Kim Thomas, a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. In each episode, we seek to inspire, inform, and encourage creative thinking from a biblical perspective. Through this Advent season, Kim will share readings, prayers, poems, and ponderances, reminding us of the depth and beauty of Christ's incarnation. Find a link in the show notes to download the accompanying PDF devotional. Now, here's Kim. Martin Luther described God at times as Deus absconditus, God is hidden. Our faith is a wonderful combination of verities and mysteries. The resurrection, the Holy Spirit, heaven, salvation, and eternity can all be mysteries we may not be able to see except by faith. Then there is Deus Revelatus, God is visible, revealed and particularly in Christ and His Incarnation. This is the balance to Deus Absconditus. Love, pain, loss, hope, these are mysteries in life that creative thinking can help us speak to. In fact, these are unquantifiable aspects of every human life and are often the most fluent language that we speak in as artists. Sometimes we help to lead those who have forgotten the sound of God's voice in their ears to the possibility of epiphany and whispers from heaven or to remember that there is a God that embraces us and in worship we embrace back. We must begin with the fact that God has revealed Himself in creation and the person of Christ, and He desires to be known. He is only unknowable in the sense that we can't know everything, but He is knowable in the sense that He is a personality who chooses to interact with His creation. We are assured in the Gospels that for those who would seek, He would be found. God is faithful to reveal Himself in even the scraps of our finite understanding. In our quotidian existence, we see His imprint of of His presence, underexplored ideas, new ways of doing or seeing or being. Telling what has yet to be told, there is the undiscovered that needs telling for the first time. There is the closed window of revelation that needs opening. Creative thinking opens windows. There's a story of a dragonfly who was stuck between a raised and a closed window. There was just no way to help her out. If you raised the window, you would crush her, and if you closed the other one, you would crush her. The story is told that she was there all day, until finally she felt a familiar breeze on her wings, and she remembered that she was born for flight, and she fought her way loose until she found the sky. Creative living fights for the familiar breeze by being prepared for it when it comes by. Last week we began by introducing the spiritual practice of silence, and this week we'll add to that the spiritual practice of preparing. 
Now, I know it's not a common spiritual practice. In fact, I couldn't find much written about it, but there should be. (laughs) And let me give us a couple of analogies to see if it can help us to grab onto this idea of preparing as a spiritual practice. We prepare the ground for our plants by turning it over, turning it over, digging in, breaking it up, nourishing it with um, some fertilizer or whatnot, and then preparing it to receive a seed or a plant. We prepare the walls of our house when we paint them by cleaning them, patching them, taping up all the edges and getting ready before we paint so that it all goes smoothly. And I've enjoyed watching young couples prepare for the arrival of a new baby, painting the nursery, getting the crib and the stroller, all the baby supplies and the adorable little clothes and those little teeny shoes. And there's so many things that we prepare for, even for our friends and family when they come for dinner and we search out a really wonderful recipe. And then with love and thoughtfulness, we go to the store and select fresh vegetables, all the best of the food, bringing it back home, preparing it, standing over the stove, stirring, imagining the evening, and then they come and we gather around the table for fellowship and laughter and a wonderful evening. So preparing is a practice we do, but it's in a variety of different places and ways. For me, it's most practiced in my studio when I do a painting. Before I ever paint, there's so much preparation, but it's a perfect analogy for me. I have to take inventory and make sure I have the supplies or get rid of all the things that are not necessary or that are old and no longer useful. And then I prepare my space. I clean and I rearrange tables or the furniture for maximum light getting all the things that are perfect for just that painting. Whatever size piece I'm working on, I adjust my easel, and then I clean the brushes, make sure that they're all just right. I prepare the surface of what I'm going to paint on so that it will receive the paint, so that the connection of the paint and the surface is archivally sound, so that the painting itself will last for years to come. So I sand and I seal and I gesso. I add a base color. I might add a metal leaf of some kind and then I might do a glaze treatment and a sealer. And then I select and mix pigments. I select a palette and get that all prepared. And all of this is the preparation before I ever begin to paint. But from my own experience, I find that all of this preparing respects my process. And then it helps me to eliminate problems in advance or potential detours so that when I get to the point of actually creating, I can trust that the required tasks of my routine are in place and I can simply be open to inspiration, to a familiar breeze, and enjoy the creating. The line that we sing from joy to the world every year at Christmas Let every heart prepare him room is a powerful call each year. My heart is almost never prepared when December 25th comes around. 
If I haven't taken intentional time, it sneaks up on me every year. So we want to prepare our hearts to receive the good news that Christ has come and not simply let it happen to us this season. The spiritual practice might entail cleaning our hearts out, taking inventory, confession. It might mean giving up the tight control we feel on all the details of the season. It might mean an act of surrender, remembering that our times are in His hands. It could mean resetting priorities, letting go of all of those things that need to be just right, all of the expectations of the season, getting things back in order spiritually, with time for reading and scripture, prayer, singing, eliminating distractions. Whatever it is for you, remember that the goal is for clearing these things out to prepare room for Christ, setting our affections and our time and our focus on Him, making more room for Him. A good reminder from Brian Hedges from his book, Watchfulness, is, but left to yourself, you're like a tumbleweed in a tornado, a handkerchief in a hurricane. While you and I are commanded to watch our heart, our predominant focus must be on Christ and not ourselves. That's a perfect reminder as we prepare Him room. May we be so desirous of His presence that we prepare to receive, to be ready to hear His presence, to respond, to receive, and maybe even like the shepherds, to go and tell. This week, let's prepare Him room in our hearts. Here are a few scriptures that I think um, support this practice and will help to get us started. From Psalm 130, verse 6, My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. And Isaiah 30, verse 15, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And then, the third one from 1 John 2.28, And now, little children, abide in Him, so that when He appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from Him in shame at His coming, that we might feel that familiar breeze of His presence and wake up to it. So today for our prayer focus on Mondays, it is a prayer for those who have not yet come to know Christ. And last week we prayed for family members who haven't come to know Him. So this week I thought we would pray for friends and neighbors, co-workers, and chosen family. So if you'll join me, we'll do this prayer together, and that will close out our time together for this Monday of the Advent season. All right. Father, the greatest gift of this season or any season is you, your saving love that has come for us. We specifically pray for our friends who may not know that love or have been uh, resistant to it or have been in a far country from you. We ask for you to blow that familiar wind over their hearts, call them back to you, and awaken their spirits to your Holy Spirit 
to return or awaken to you. And Lord, for our neighbors, those we see but may not know well, we may not know all their stories, but we share backyards and playgrounds and front porches and back porches. For those who may need to know the redeeming hope of the gospel, we ask for your overwhelming rescue to touch them in this season and to draw them and their families, our co-workers, those that we see every day in our offices, to yourself, that perhaps the fellowship of Christ would be a bond we could share in this coming year. And then, Lord, for those close friends who are like chosen family, the ones that it seems hardest to share this news with, Lord, they already know we're believers and perhaps that we go to church. But help us to introduce them to you, the living hope, the loving rescue, the one they never knew they always wanted. As we prepare room for you in our hearts, Father, come in, be with us, Make our hearts your home, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray all of these things. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected to The Village Chapel by signing up for our newsletter or following us on social media. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.